And welcome to the final, for the time being, episode of the Exercast, the Outcast After Show show. This, of course, being the 10th episode. I'm Father Daniel. With me is Father Nathan. Welcome, my children. And who is that crawling around on his hands and knees? Oh, oh, hey, guys. Hey. Uh, don't get up. Stay down there. But yes, converse. I've got some uh, some brown undies for you. Brown undies. <laughs> Damn it, Alter Boy. We have barely started this thing. Father Nathan, what is the name of tonight, the 10th, the finale of season one episode? The episode of uh, the episode title of the season finale of season one of Outcast is called Brown Underpants. You filthy sinner. <laughs> no, it's what? not. It's called like Light Up My Eyes or the Open Your Open Your Skull for Holy it's, Shit. It's this called... little light. This little light. Yeah. You guys ready? Let's do it. This little this, light, this of, the mine. light of mine. Uh, just a bunch of cutting I out. <laughs> let it shine. This little light of mine. Oh, yeah. I'm going to let it shine. Just the altar boy. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Let the record show that I just lured the intern into giving me the next opening for Trailer Park Podcast. <laughs> Foil the can intern. Uh, yep. Or Alter Boy, excuse me. <laughs> it's tough, it's tough. I do it all the time. Yeah. <sighs> okay, fathers. Are we going to get started or what? This is an exciting moment well, in time. Well, where did we leave off? We left off in a very serious fucking scene. And I almost forgot that. When I went to go watch the season finale, I, I remembered, oh, fuck, yeah, we're right there. Like, we're right. The last thing that happened was Megan killed her fucking husband after becoming possessed. Yeah. And then the girls that are at her house call Kyle and are screaming on the telephone. And Amber is like, it's just like mommy. And we yeah. did the most sacrilegious prayer we have ever done on this show. I felt it, too. I felt it. <laughs> I told Amanda about it. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> of all the fluid talk that we do, it's that prayer that makes me go, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it sounded nice, though. It sounded nice. And hopefully it could be seen as an offering to the, uh, to the, to the demons. I don't know. <laughs> to the demons, to our Lord and Savior. To our Lord and Savior. Amen. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we're opening up on Megan getting tripped out. The yeah, little, it's kind of it's kind of going back a bit to you know the little girls fucking around downstairs and then yeah uh, they break a bowl or something sounds like they break a bowl yeah or they're like they're getting ice cream late at night when they shouldn't or something some sort of food yeah yeah they're, yeah they're, it's ice yeah. cream yeah they're being bad and then Megan does uh, what is the most disgusting thing that can be seen on film which is poking Mark's eyeball. <laughs> There's only like one thing that I can't really stand and it's like eyeball stuff uh-huh. when it looks real and this looked real <laughs> oh. and it was fucking gross. Fuck. Fuck yeah, it looked real. It looked real good. Oh god. 
Yeah, she's just tapping on it. You can see her bloody fingerprint remains when she pulls away from his yeah. dead eyeball. <laughs> like holding down barf, trying to still watch the TV screen so I can see if anything happens. You just uh, basically cemented, oh. like for this episode, you cemented what image will be on the post. Yeah, it's good. I don't look at our site, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll send you the photo uh, via text message. Thanks. Maybe I'll ha- change my Twitter picture to that one. Oh, good. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So <clears throat> the girls come upstairs and you get to kind of realize, you know, this is them coming across this event. And this is what leads to her Amber calling mommy. What? Wait, wait. Amber calls her aunt mommy? Uh, no, this is what leads to Amber calling her dad. I, oh, God. <laughs> I said the wrong thing, and you just <laughs> exposed it. So <laughs> so confused. Um, yes, what she should have been, what she should have said was like, you see what happens when you steal food from the fridge? Um, why would she say that? That just makes her feel bad. Yeah, yeah. Daddy's dead now because you couldn't keep your fat little fingers out of the fridge after bedtime. <laughs> when hmm? you eat after 9 p.m., your parents murder each other. Mm-hmm. Do you love? She your- still isn't even coherent. She's still possessed. Megan has no idea what the fuck's going yeah, on. She's still possessed. I, I was slow on the uptake. I just realized Daniel was cracking jokes. I decided to join him, Father Daniel and Father Jesus. Nathan, cracking some jokes, and then you came up the rear even slower than I did. I didn't think it was possible. And now I have to explain to you what has happened over the last few minutes. That's great. Yeah. I'm going to poke you in the eyeball the next time I see you. That's good. I put a little gift in the chat for you. Yeah, I looked at it. It's gone already. It's been (laughs) deleted. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. (laughs) And for everyone at home, that is a very clear... uh, (laughs) image of a eyeball being poked with a needle until you can see the tension tear as the needle fully injects itself uh, into the vitreous humor. Now back to Outcast. Back to Outcast. (laughs) Yes. Back to Outcast. Kyle coming to save the day. Yeah. You know, before this, before this, I feel like Father Nathan, you must be going crazy watching this right now because Megan's like picking up a teddy bear with her bloody hand and she's just like touching shit and going from one place to another just leaving a bloody mess yeah there's some serious blood on a white couch problem here for you actually i'm not because there is context if there's context then it makes sense to me and it's okay a newly possessed human being a demon entering into a, a new body for the first time everything is new to her She's touching everything. She's trying to experience life. She doesn't understand what staining something even means. It's oh, instances okay. where the person knows better and does it flippantly. That's that's what drives me crazy. So you're saying in, in A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, um, when the main character gets goopy blood all over his hands and then runs three blocks to his girlfriend's house and comes in with the same amount of blood goop on his hands and just starts touching her couch. That's what you mean is a bad, a bad way. Yeah, that's quite upsetting. Even though that is the best movie of that series. <laughs> and that's there's not no even reason. true. There's, there's no best in that series. Well, there's, it's all shit. Well, the best is the remake, and you're going to do that soon on 100 Lunatics. But... 
Um, the point that I want to make there is that he shows up after running all the way to that house and the blood is still wet. (laughs) (laughs) That should be dried and fucking, that shouldn't even really wipe off that, that easily. But anyway, let's move. Like stop in the grass and do one of those like, you know, bottom of the hand, top of the hand wipes on the grass, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, (laughs) Kyle and Anderson go on a search for Megan and Megan is where she's at a football field. Drinking in the lights, feeling the grass between her toes, getting freaked out by a sprinkler and, and slamming into the fence, slamming into a chain link fence, which she then <laughs> thinks is a prison of some kind and does a wailing wall scream of some some sort. Yeah, yeah, she's in like if the best possible scenario is to immediately come into a body and then be taken to that little depot where they welcome the newcomers. In like a nice calm black empty little warehouse basement. If that's the best case scenario, she's in the worst case scenario, which is murdering someone dear to you and putting your entire family at risk, and then running around in the wild covered in blood. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're trying to avoid. I think trying to avoid that kind of entry into the into the dimension, into the realm, into the realm. Yeah, and it's getting more and more. Actually, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's getting more and more. I still am not sure which way they want to lean. Do you guys want to talk right now? Do you guys just want to like take a moment and congratulate me for my prediction being true? Or do you want to wait? Which prediction? Which, which prediction? Uh, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, fuck off. Uh, somebody made a little comment about, uh, about Kyle's daughter being the beacon. If he's the match, she is the beacon. And we found out in this episode that she's got a little power of her own. But you know what? Don't, don't, don't congratulate me yet. Let's wait until the scene. You need to wait till the end of the fucking episode. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just Jesus. putting it out there. I'm putting it out there You're... because I want everyone to know that out of the predictions that we've been making, I think I'm the first one to actually get something right. Um, I don't know. Yeah, don't tease us with your pre-cum. You put that away and you save that for later. And no, yeah, I think you need to the... do some hail marys here for being aggressively. Um, I think we get prideful. We, we just yeah, we just right. hit a new low for filth and vile. Don't hit us with your pre-cum. <laughs> Is that really just something you just said, Father Daniel? You should go to that bath of holy water, splash it all over yourself, and just pray that it cleanses you. Because I don't I don't see you being saved. Sorry, I don't. <laughs> Do you think when the demon possessed people give Kyle a blowjob that they just stand like six or seven inches away from the tip of his dick and it just spews that like sparkly black goop into their mouth (laughs) or like when they try to suck his life force out that's what it looks like coming out of the tip of his penis why are you drawing me into this yeah these are questions that we are here to answer no uh yes that's exactly what it looks like you are 100% correct would you guys like to um listen in on Aaron and Sydney having a little conversation. Oh, sure. What do you think I'm here for? Must be big. Considering what I'm guessing you did to get this house. And what you did to Anderson. And if it fucks this town right in the ass, then you can count me in. Whoa! Oh, yeah. Little uh, Freudian slip there at the end. I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, where's, where's my soundboard? Here we go. I'm going to go ahead and toss this out there. <laughs> Actually, this may not be entirely a prediction, considering we know some other things that happened in this episode, but that 
kid wants to fuck Sydney, right? I, That's why I that kid believe. is there. He has like a weird like old man love for Sydney. I can't believe you're making a prediction about that kid and Sydney having ass sex. Oh, is, yeah, could be a flashback well, in retro, next season. A retro, um, yeah. Yeah, it's funny because you're saying this, and my notes here are that uh, Aaron eats out Sydney. Yes, <laughs> that's yeah. No, late in because because if this like if he was allowed to progress into the next season, then you would get this like job of the hut situation where Sydney is like on some like slimy throne, and next to him with a chain around his neck is that boy with like a shaved, sexy head and like loose fitted clothing on, curled up at his side. He would just have a sad sack on. No. No sad sack. Right? <laughs> it's like a potato sack Aww. with like arms and a head hole. <laughs> Look at him with his sad sack. Aww. I don't like the way it sounded when you said head hole. <laughs> yeah, there's only one of those, right? <laughs> Your head has lots of holes in it, lots of stomas. But uh, the, the head hole is uh, right above where the legs come out. Like a head with just legs on it? That is horrifying. No, like his dick is popping out. Okay, I get you. Finally. Father Nathan, you want in on this, on this dick talk? No, I'm good. There's no donkeys involved yet, so... Ooh, krillin' it. Hashtag. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah! So, what's next? Kat and Ogden are, you know... Uh, she's washing the new recruit. Yeah, she's admitting new recruits, and Ogden's kind of tripping out. Not sure yeah, if he wants to... Yeah, like he's... Yeah. Not sure if he wants to be a part of this anymore. He's having second thoughts. Yeah, he's like, what the fuck do they do to themselves? I think he needs another hand job. Yeah, he does. He's being a real bitch right now. Yeah, yeah, he needs a little hand job. Um, I love, too, that Cat, like, no matter, it flashes to her like four or five different times during this scene, and in every single one, she's like, shh, 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 it's all right, sweetie. It's all right, sweetie. Shh, Just the whole time. I think I might go mad if I was her husband. And they're doing these awful close-ups of her face. It's like, look, we kind of we, we kind of gleaned that she wasn't attractive before. Well, I just need to cement that for you. Yeah, why are you zooming oh. in on this woman's face? What's not attractive about her? Yeah, I don't know. When she's a looker. When she plays all authoritative and everything, I kinda I kinda see what the fire chief sees. Really? You've been getting a stiff one looking at Kat. Yeah, when she like, I don't know, like a tall woman or a large woman is just like super confident about it. All right. Okay. What about uh, what about Megan fraternizing with this young lad outside of this, what is this, fast food restaurant of some kind? Oh, yeah. She sniffs and molests him. That's great. Yeah, she, she sniffs him. him. Well, she goes, oh, she... her hand starts going for his thing. That's what I thought, too. But then I was like, I don't know, maybe. This whole show is full of people about to fuck each other. And then the lights, the headlights flash on her, and she freaks out and runs away again. It's a nice exchange because it uh, it's Kyle and the Reverend looking for her, and they just drive by right, right by her without knowing it. Mm-hmm. Nice little transition to them in the car. Mm-hmm. Also, it brings up some, like, they're going to make more of this as the episode goes on but you start to see how the like the the things that a preacher or a priest would use to exercise a demon that some of them but not all of those methods are effective but not because they're an actual demon being affected by religious things like light or crosses but that it just as a being itself has certain adverse reactions to these things that overlap with demons so that i i I love Reverend in this episode as he's just like, 
kind of pissy pants the whole time about like, well, I don't give a shit. Everything I've done up until now is just bullshit. <laughs> and it's all because like the lights scare these people or these beings that come in. Uh, Kyle makes a point of saying like the cross doesn't actually work to scare them. It's just that you're th- jabbing a sharp object in their face. <laughs> I like that they have these little clues that overlaps that it, it leaves you in a state of like, well, is it or isn't it or does it matter even? Yeah, I feel like I want to know, though, and maybe that's the whole point, is that I'm eager to know or to define something about these entities, about where they come from, certain aspects of the show, what works, what doesn't work. I want to lay down some definition. I don't want it to flirt with me too much. You know, I don't want it to give me blue balls. I want it to get me off. Right, and we should actually talk about that now, is that this episode should have been, as the finale, it should have had a lot more, I don't know, drops like i thought they were going to say a lot more give us a lot more insight into what was actually happening so that between now and the next season we're like oh shit i gotta see how that plays out but they just kept it kind of secretive like they've been the whole time kind of pissed me off a little bit well it's kind of like game of thrones style where i don't know if it's a formula thing where they're actually doing it that way but the second to last episode is the one where they really yeah. fucking get you. And then the season finale is more just about kind of settling things down and positioning things for the beginning of the next season. Right. Yeah. I have noticed that trend as well, making everything about the penultimate episode instead of the ultimate episode. I I don't know how I feel about that. Well, I mean, you can be a whiny baby about it or you can accept it. Either way, this is this is what we do, Daniel. Okay, we talk outcast on the Exocast. And we get vile and sacrilegious. And, uh, you know, we need to accept it for what it is. We can't we can't turn our backs. Do you know what it felt like, though? It felt like, yeah, just tying into what we've already been saying, I felt like this season should have ended last episode. And yeah. this actually feels like the first episode of the next season. Yeah, I hear you. I, I kind of miss if, I miss the cliffhanger. I, I wish there was a, yeah, it would have been, oh, fuck. <laughs> One of the things that you can maybe look forward to, though, is that episode one of next season might just be crazy. I think it yeah, needs it needs to be at this point. It needs to sink its teeth into you right away because we, let's all be honest here, gentlemen, we were not 100% on board, or at least Father Daniel and I were not 100% on board. I know that Alter Boy probably bought it hook, line, and sinker from from day one. But mm. Oh, I didn't like the second episode. Straight down <laughs> the gullet. Right? Like I, but, it, it yeah, took a while. I, I like the goo-gasm. I can't wait. <laughs> like this is. I like let's... that he makes people invalid. I would like it more if he he hit people more. <laughs> yeah, I kind of missed that too. <laughs> let's let's be clear here. This is not True Detective season two, where we were waiting and hoping that it would come around and have some sort of value, and it just fell on its fucking face and embarrassed itself. And this didn't do that. This has shown us some promise, I think. I think there's there's something here for us to embrace and engage. And I hope that the comic book source material, all the graphic novels, I hope this takes us somewhere really fun. And that last episode makes me think that it can do it. And I'm I'm excited. No, I, I will be checking this out when it comes back around as well. I just mean if you're gonna if you're gonna use the ninth episode as the best or the most exciting, and the tenth is to wrap things up, then I need you to like wrap some shit up. And I thought that they were gonna do that a couple of times in this episode, and they just sort of dropped the same vague shit that they've been doing the entire time. But let's go ahead and like get to those parts. Well, they renewed this for season two before they even aired the premiere, so they didn't have any intention of summing anything up. Yeah, fair enough. 
Maybe they don't have to bring closure to seasons of things. Maybe they just try to nail you and get and grab you and keep you engaged and then, you know, come back and try to do it again. But yeah, what is happening? Yeah. Uh, well, the chief is true to his word and just takes care of this murder by cleaning things up. Yeah, I can't believe that. I can't believe it. He's covering yeah. up. Hey, he told he told Reverend to call if he needed him. Yeah, cover up a murder, though? What the fuck? He's true to his word. Yeah, he was like, the town thinks whatever you think or whatever fucking mm-hmm. be thing he told him to do. Like, why don't you just sell your soul Jeez. to the devil? Advice coming from a reverend. That's crazy. Yep. And then Kyle and the reverend are driving around with their police scanner trying to locate Megan. And they come across a an arrest in, in the park, and it's the wrong girl. Yeah, just some, like, methed out hooker. <laughs> Sure. Well, we don't know that she's a hooker. We just automatically call people prostitutes. It's a hooker. <laughs> Comes well, back to... We know uh, one thing for sure. She's definitely a whore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hands down. Comes back to Sydney, staring over top of a sleeping Aaron. <laughs> oh, yep. You Rubby. can just you can feel it. Mm. He, he definitely used that head hole. We'll be getting a revisit from this in season two. Oof. Do you think he's just... Flashback. Sydney like, starts playing with uh, Aaron's... Aaron's wiener. His <laughs> wiener. Why would you call it a wiener? God I don't know. damn it, Alter Boy. No, Sydney sees someone moving around inside of Kyle's house, and it's Megan. Megan. It is Megan. So after a quick little blowjob, he goes over there and retrieves her. Yeah, after he yeah. fucks Aaron in the ass, he runs over to Kyle's house. But reaches around to play with his wiener. Mm-hmm. So they reach around. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you pull out your pee-pee. <laughs> Yeah, he just kind of fumbles around with his limp penis while he's sleeping with his tongue for a little bit, and then he goes over to Kyle's house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you do. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. We're all going straight to hell. There's a lot of lightning outside of my house right now. <laughs> so he comes across her and provides comfort and understanding and an escort, really, to Kat and Ogden. Should be noted yeah, he- that should be noted that her husband, that's I believe his last name because her full name is Cat Ogden and his name's just Ogden. So I think they were just like Fire Chief Ogden, and then they never really defined what his first name is. Yeah, or it's something like Percy and he doesn't like to use it. Right. So we'll just call him Ogden Ogden. Mm-hmm. Double Ogden. Um He comforts her like but when Sydney goes over into the house and, and finds Megan in there, do they are these beings like aware of each other? when they come across each other instantaneously because she's been like terrified by light and terrified by any sort of touching. And he just comes in and just kneels down next to her without introducing himself and just grabs her arm and is like, shh, it's okay. Because that, she didn't react at all. So she, I guess they must are, they must, they must sense each other, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, he's in cast, right? Yeah. He is in cast. Fucking shut mm-hmm. up. Don't ever say that ever again. <laughs> No, he's not in cast. <laughs> they just recognize each other. He's the in cast. Oh, I got one. In crowd, yeah. I wish we were still podcasting in the same room as each other. I'd strangle you right now and poke you in the eyeball. <laughs> no, they are. They're like in the popular so, clique. Yep. The in They all know him, but they all know each other because they're all the same thing. He's just like next level. Yeah, he's like he's like demon Jesus. How does that make sense? If they're all the same thing, why do, why does it appear that he's um, a a better or um, a more respected? He's like king, and they're all like peasants. But if they're all the same thing, why is that a thing? Prediction. Well, like, sorry, go ahead, Father Nathan. Prediction. This is like a mir- military structure. 
Okay, there's a hierarchy, and Sydney is higher up the food chain than the other possession entities. You could liken it to a maybe a captain or a lieutenant, and season two will reveal someone higher in the hierarchy than Sydney. Yeah, it'll be like the mountain from Game of Thrones will show up in a suit, no. and he'll Sydney quiver. Yeah, somebody will no a mountain. Somebody will show up that is higher up the food chain than Sydney, and that'll be a really big fucking deal. And that'll be one of the biggest things that happens in season two. Uh, yes. I'll get on board with that prediction. Well, you're the only one that needs to get I on won't. board. There's no one else that matters. That's true. And it shouldn't surprise you that much, Alter Boy. I mean, we all the three of us, we're all technically human. But yet, you know, we're the fathers and you're the Alter Boy. You know? I get it. I just bend over and you guys pump away. Hierarchies just happen naturally. Should organically. We, should we start calling him Sydney Bait? Ooh. Or Aaron. Just like, just wiener bait. Or maybe you should pay some respect to the only person that's got a prediction right. Um, I don't think that's true. I don't know. If we go back, I think we'll probably all hit maybe one or two. Oh, you just, I think maybe. You know what? <clears throat> you don't forget when you get a prediction right. You don't forget I that. I shit instantly. You, really? You don't forget I feel like shit. if anyone's going to forget, it's Daniel. He doesn't remember shit. You don't forget shit like that. Okay, it matters to you. <laughs> no, I think I'm pretty sure I predicted you. that these things might not be demons, and there's a handful of others in there. Okay, can we talk about Aaron and... The thief? Oh, the, yes. The, ch- the kidnapper? I wish we yeah. were only talking about Aaron. Yeah, but, but it, was a, it was a team effort. Like, Kat called, and then Aaron showed up, because Kat called to confirm where Kyle's daughter was. Yes. And then Aaron shows up at the door, and he's a little fucking bastard. Let's listen to him. What are you talking about? His friend, the Reverend. All that stuff he's been saying about the devil coming to town, it's no joke. Okay, you get on home now. No, please. I will tell him you were here. Please, don't make me go back out there. All right, son, you wait right here and I'll give him a call. Don't worry about it. Oh, just breaks into the house. Mm-hmm. He's Aaron. a total lackey for these uh, intruders. He just wants to help, and they're happy to use him like a useful idiot. Yeah, he's like the ghoul in Vampire in Brooklyn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Terrible reference. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, Kyle and the Reverend put it together too late, as your protagonists and heroes always do. There's one thing that happens here that just doesn't make any sense. They're at Kyle's house right now, right? This is Kyle's house? Yeah, Kyle and Reverend Anderson go there, realizing that that's probably where she would go. If she still has a part of Megan in her, she would try to go somewhere that felt like home, that felt safe. Yeah, so when you go to your house, you normally bring out a flashlight, and move that around instead of just turning on your lights. Maybe there's a power that, that's, outage. That's that's something that happens. Is there a power the outage? Fuck? No. I didn't the even, fridge, even the know. fridge was open and the lights on in the fridge. That doesn't mean anything. It it's very suspect. Well, because I have just to go back and read the tapes. Just because some some power outage is like when you kill the power to something, uh, it sometimes keeps keeps power to essential appliances only. Oh, there's no power outage. They just did it because it's they want it to be dark yeah but potentially Which i never really dumb. thought about it but you know what maybe kyle here here's what it is i'm gonna make a prediction <laughs> kyle forgot to pay the electricity bill 
Boom. <laughs> Shut up. Zing. What? You're the worst. That was the worst mm. prediction. Gross. Uh. <laughs> uh, prediction. No, you don't get any more predictions. Prediction. You, you've been cut off. Prediction. This better be real. Sydney, cut the power. I don't care about that. Why are you still on this? <laughs> yeah. For Christ's sake. Fuck <laughs> uh, let's move on. Yeah. So there's so a, a note. So Kyle gets a note. Yeah. 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 And then he goes and uh, hops in Sydney's three body trunk. Yeah, they go and reenact the scene from The Vanishing. So spacious. Where did Reverend Anderson go here? Did he just leave him behind in a huff? He he did leave him behind, but really he followed them. Yeah, he followed Without Kyle knowing. Let's listen in on on their fight, shall we? This is about more than us. He is a false prophet. If we don't stop him, the devil will reign for a thousand years. You really believe that? That man is the devil and that you have to stop him, no matter what. Yes, I do. Then don't you see you can't come with me? You, you and I, we, we may not agree on what this evil is, where the power to defeat it comes from God or for some place I don't understand. But there is one thing that I see clearly now, and I believe with all of my heart. But if this battle is to be won, it can't be won alone. You're probably right, Rev. But for me, this isn't about the devil. This is about my daughter. And that's it. It's bullshit. Look at her. You know what's bullshit? The Reverend starting to act like a normal person. We were on yeah. a path, Rev. Oh shit. Yeah. That, that that might actually be another reason why I'm like not as into this episode as I wanted to be is because they kind of like neutered the Reverend a little bit in this. Although I did love uh the clip and I wish that you had it. You probably do. Of earlier in the episode when they're talking over the car about where Megan could be, that's when the Reverend says, "I think we already determined but I ain't been doing shit. <laughs> uh, I don't have it readily available, but I did like that, and I have another prediction to make. <sighs> it's a season finale. We gotta get we gotta get going here, gentlemen. I I'm gonna predict now because the Reverend seems to be putting shit back together that the Reverend will get possessed in season two by the entity that is higher up on the hierarchy than Sydney. Ooh, then, like the like he comes into town and Sydney's like, oh, I'm having trouble with this reverend guy. And the second that the higher up sees the reverend, he's just like no, I'm saying <laughs> that the, the higher up entity just takes Reverend Anderson's body as his as his uh shell. Or he just they just constantly catch the reverend sneaking off to cat to get hand jobs. Yeah, he's going to have a hard time with that relationship. We'll get there, though. You don't understand, Kyle. It's like she's taking the devil out of my dick. <laughs> they used to call this a three-body trunk. He said you were bringing her back. Get in. Where is she? We can go round and round on this all night. You can keep asking me questions. You can threaten me. You can hurt me. You can kill me. The only way you're going to see your little girl again is if you stop talking and get in. There. Put this over your head. What is it about me that makes all this worthwhile? Put that over your head. 
you'll get your answers. Does he really get the answers, though? No. No, he doesn't get shit. He doesn't get any answers. Not only that, these intruders, their plan is shit. Like, they don't even have a plan. Like, beyond this fancy getting the trunk with a hood on bullshit, there's no plan. And this is a tiny, tiny town. Like, once the hood came off of Kyle, once they got there, he's like, oh, the abandoned mannequin factory? (laughs) Whatever the fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't feel like there's a greater purpose to their thing, which is maybe why the higher entity is going to show up and try to whip this into shape. Yeah, he's going to show up and be like, your plan was to kidnap his daughter and then lure him to his daughter and then just lock them in a room? And That you was your whole plan? And you didn't check to see if anybody was fucking following you? Yeah, you know the Reverend's been a stick up your ass this whole time. You didn't think he's lurking around? The two of them are glued to the hip. Also, a fucking room? What, are you just going to pass food under the door and just sap energy out of the outcast? That's a, It's terrible. It's a terrible plan. He's going to get out into world and not stay in room very, very, for very long. Oh, Jesus. And also, Kyle, turn off your fucking headlights before you get in that trunk. What is the <laughs> point of leaving your car's battery to just fucking die on the side of the road? Come on, He's buddy. He's worried about his daughter. There's no reason for him to think about anything else. Yeah, he's consumed, Father Nathan. Also, maybe the Reverend like pulled up and like shook his head and like got out of the car and turned his <laughs> headlights off. We can only hope. We can only hope. <laughs> you Otherwise... know what's awesome yeah. is uh, the Reverend uh, cha- er, exchanged his cross for a tire iron. Yes, that was cool. I like that. He opens his trunk and there's his bag of like priest goodies and a tire iron, and he's like, "Well, tire iron." <laughs> Now he just needs a cross tire iron. Yes, why didn't they have that? That would have been <laughs> great. He would have picked it up and it would have made a bunch of like, oh, music in the background and it would have been perfect. Going to be Kyle's present to him in season two. Mm. And here comes the Reverend Peekaboo. You just don't mind, do you? What have you done to that poor woman? You go back to your wayward souls and leave us be. Kyle, are you in here? Yes! We're in here! And he proceeds to sloppily break into this door. Why would you slip the crowbar behind the lock and just pull towards you? Why does he try to jam the door no, open no, no, from no, the no. frame? No. Father Daniel, he's a priest. Yeah. No, stabbing. He's not a tire salesman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, nice. But again, he's got to stab again. it. Stab the wood. Stab through what, it. What is this plan? The door to the fucking depot is not even locked. He didn't break anything to get in there. He just opened the door, walked in. There's a woman taking care of, like, I don't know. It, it's it's kind of vague about it. Like, two, maybe 12 people in this you basement. Know, there's more eyeball shit here also. What the fuck is going on with, like, people and eyeballs in this episode? Yeah, the woman they're referring to, the what did she do? Or what did you do to she, the poor woman? She clawed her own eyes out because the light... <laughs> Yeah, she didn't like the light. 
Apparently, the fire chief's a big pussy, too. And where's he been? I don't know. They have no cavalry in here. It's just it's just Ogden and... It's just Cat and Ogden Ogden. I think his name's Lenny. Yeah. It's just Ogden and Ogden. Just, they, they said Lenny. Yeah. The just, pr- reverend yeah. said, Lenny, get off me. Can we just say Ogden and Ogden? It sounds like a Fine. sitcom. It sounds like a sitcom. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, there's no... Ah, uh, yeah. It seems like the easiest escape ever. He barely had to sit in that room. Also... For like 15 minutes... He felt trapped. Yeah. And the Reverend showed you know up. Who, I think Kyle is a really good at being like MacGyver here. Um, and he makes a really good fort <laughs> for his daughter. Like, isn't that an epic fort? It's like, here's a fort, just a filthy mattress turned on its like, side. Tur- turns the mattress on its side. Because that's what MacGyver did. He made forts. <laughs> is that what MacGyver did? Uh, Alter Boy, he made forts? Yeah. No, he no. solved problems yeah, right used, away with used, duct tape and yeah. gum. And paper clips and whatnot. Yes. None of that's happening here. Uh, and, okay, but it was so, like it was like particle board walls and door and everything. I'm like, just get out of there, Kyle, you pussy. <laughs> and Kyle does some serious goop withdrawal in this factory. Not, oh yeah, he not got just sad. yeah, not just Megan, but the what the the lady with the eye thing, right? Her too. Yeah, they well, release her. That's the only one that he did. He didn't do anything to Megan. No, Megan like are walks you, up to him and starts sucking on him, doesn't she? Are you? I think I think he's Holy alluring. Shit. He's he's alluding to my prediction becoming true. Which if, one? If Kyle so at is the beginning of if Kyle is the match, then his daughter Amber is the beacon. His daughter is a part of him. She's like from his seed. Yeah. So of course she has the same abilities as him. Oh, of course. Yeah, they're gonna their, their whole lineage is gonna have this this outcast power. Right, but if she's an outcast, then she's also. But she's not outcast. Att- attracting them. Well, because if she has Amber the same. Amber would have said outcast again. Whatever. Kyle's outcast, and she's the seed of outcast. What if she's just another match? No, she's not. She's gonna be even more powerful. That's the way it works. The force is strong with that one. And just like looking back over the season, do you guys feel like there was sort of a a real subtle shift? towards only his fluids and blood can affect them to and just touch them. Yeah, it's pretty sad, actually. I was much happier when he had to beat the shit out of people. And no. I was looking forward to him, like, fighting Mildred. He's realizing... That didn't happen. He's realizing his power, and he's cultivating it and making and understanding it more, realizing that he doesn't have to hit people to draw it out. He's honing his skills, and his daughter can already do it without hitting anybody. That's why well, she's so, more powerful. But, but he can do it too, which is, I bet, I bet he feels real guilty when he thinks back on that little boy he beat the shit out of, when now he just grabs someone's <laughs> face and the fucking goop comes out, and he's like, ugh, that's all it takes? <laughs> Oops. Prediction. <laughs> They will try to lure Amber to be a part of their army. The girl? Little girl? Yeah. Mm, maybe. That's going to fail. She's she's pretty scared of that goo. To the dark side, then perhaps she will. Sorry. That would, that would mean that they'd have to turn <laughs> Kyle first, and then Kyle would get her to go to the dark side. No, I'm not trying to do a perfect Jesus comparison to Star Christ. Wars. I'm just bringing it up. God damn it, Alter Boy. You have to take everything so goddamn literally. Holy hell. No, it's it's a nice illusion. But they'd have to turn her pretty hard because she loves her daddy. Do you think maybe they'll turn the mother? Yes. Repossessed. Although she hates her mother, so I don't know. <laughs> I think repossessed is the key word. Like, we've been seeing a lot of what 
the goop can and cannot do, I think we're definitely going to see a repossession in season two, I, especially I, as this town gets like flooded. I can get on board with that. Oh, well, you mean flooded every, by season by episode three of season episode two? Episode three, it's going to be everyone that's not Kyle and his daughter, including the Reverend. Yeah, everyone. Mm-hmm. Which means his sister's going to have to get repossessed as well. Dealing with a lot of repossession here, Alter Boy. Yep. I feel like yep. there's there's too much um, companion predictions happening here. There's there's too much. Meld m- smelting. Sure, but we're all having great <laughs> ideas together. I think that's the key. Okay. Um, Can we talk about uh, Reverend Anderson lighting the house on? Oh yeah, fire? burn Sydney, burn. Did anyone else like know that Sydney wasn't in there? Oh, I I just I assumed that 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 boy was in there, like sleeping on the couch, jerking off to pictures of Sydney. With yeah, he's in there with Holly, is he not? Who's ho- wait, ho- Holly? Who? Oh, I we don't know if Holly, Holly is, was taken or if it was just Amber. Yeah, we don't know. But Aaron went in there to kidnap somebody. You think he just kidnapped Amber? He didn't take Holly too, the daughter well, of Megan. Would he then yeah, also have to take Giles? They only needed Kyle. The whole point was to get Kyle. Yeah, I thought I, I assumed they just took the Kyle's daughter, but yeah, I guess they wouldn't leave. But then they would. Did he also take Giles' wife? That was Alter Boy just brought that up in the background too. I totally dismissed it then, and I'm gonna dismiss it from you as well. Why would you take Giles's wife? I don't know, cause she's just gonna go straight to her law enforcement husband and be like, uh, "These fucking randos stole these two little girls," and he's just gonna arrest the whole town. Okay, that well, happened. We, we don't. She know. told the Reverend that, or she told the chief that the house got broken into. Mm, mm. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, so where is that other little girl then? Yeah, we, they don't, they don't, I think the other girl us. is still with the chief. Doesn't uh, that that might be true. And Aaron just got lit up in this fire for sure. So Yeah. When and good when, good riddance. Sure, good riddance, but Reverend Anderson is connected to the to the mother, Patricia, and yeah. and this is going to be one hell of a hard swallow and carry on once he realizes what he's done. Oh, he'll, he he'll realizes become, what he's done. He'll become depressed. He'll break down. He'll have a psychotic episode, and his depression will make him more vulnerable to possession, and that's when it'll happen. Do you think they'll have the balls to like stay with that? Because I, I like that. I like that it, here's yet another reason for the reverend to descend into madness and then make himself vulnerable to possession. Or do you think they're going to be like season three, Sydney shows up and his three body trunk opens and like slow rise of Aaron getting out of the trunk. Oh, if, if they, if Aaron lives, then there's something wrong. I don't agree. If someone burns to death alive, then that's it. You're done. Unless you're going to introduce a new power that these demons have. And if they have a new power, then why didn't they have it to begin with? Well, I, I just mean that the, that Aaron, like, we see Aaron getting up inside of the house before it's completely consumed in flames. So they could if they wanted to. They, they left themselves an out. Oh, for him to escape the fire? For him maybe, to escape. Maybe he jumped out the back and escaped. He is pretty shifty. He's pretty resourceful. And, like, Sydney just lets the Reverend think that he killed Aaron because Aaron's actually in a locked room at Sydney's new house, hands-bound, poopy underwear, sucking popsicles. <laughs> Getting his shit pushed in. <laughs> I hope he puts a better door on it than the one in uh, in the mannequin factory. That was God, what a fucking yeah. 
you know what's awesome is that Kyle was like really trying to get out of there at the beginning, and then after there's a hole on the top, he can just kick the door over. Yeah, no problem. Without any problems. Yeah, fair. It was loosened up a little bit by the Reverend there, but yeah, they get no. He gets in a fight with the fucking fire chief, and uh, who knows? All that was assembled very sloppily. But yeah, is that what we go out on? No, 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 no. no. We don't go out. Oh, uh, they're at a gas station. Yeah, that's what we go out on. Yeah, we go out on episode three of season two at the gas station. Yeah, it's already happening. So your, your prediction we thought might be far off now might not be cl- soon enough. Right. Yeah, because every, everyone at the gas station's possessed. I sat there and Chelsea was like, they're all possessed. They're all staring at him. And I'm like, no, they're not. And I rewound it and I hit play again. I was like, they're just staring at him because Holly burned up in that fire and he's Holly's uncle. So they're all like, oh, my God, it's Holly's uncle. And Holly just got lit up in the fire with Aaron. No. And that's the news so tragic. hasn't even come out about that yet. Well, that's what I was thinking it was. And then as I look closer, yeah, no, there's some like, you know, hands at their sides staring at him uncomfortably. Uh, yeah. Awkward, uncomfortable possession stare is happening for sure because the only other thing that it could be i don't think that it is the other thing i think it is that they're all possessed is if that you know they don't know that he's cleared shit up with his wife they're just like look at this abusive motherfucker strolling into this grocery store like we all don't hate his guts wait is that him with the daughter did he just kidnap the daughter somebody call giles somebody call giles yeah giles phone's already blowing up no that daughter's squeezing Squeezing his hand pretty tight. Maybe like they see like in Predator Vision and whenever the outcast and his daughter come around, it's just like this fucking like blinding aura and they're just captivated for a moment and then they have to resist their own urge to fly to it like moths and just suck from his photon stream or whatever the fuck that is. Uh, Prediction. Kyle's going to find people in episode two, and his light will be so blinding, they're going to start ripping their eyes out in front of him. Multiple people getting possessed. I think somebody has read the graphic novels. What do you think, Father Daniel? I... have you? No. He's been getting pretty specific. In episode two, this specific event (laughs) is going to happen. You know, at the beginning of this... I remember letting you guys know that they're not going to be following the graphic novel. Like, they're doing the two things. There are going to be some things that are similar, but they're not following it. Right. That's separate thing. Best. So it wouldn't even matter, even if I did, which I haven't. But I do plan on reading it before the se- second season comes out. So Know it all. Do you hear that shit? Yeah. Will he then be barred from predictions? Because they may not be accurate. Like you said, they'll split off. But you'll have a an understanding of the world. You're going to get all the juicy little secrets before the next season comes out, you little bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going to be like, oh, no, no, they're demons. <laughs> <laughs> I really These don't want them to be demons. Beings. I want them to be something cooler than demons. They're all angels, Daniel. Maybe angels. Yeah, that could be too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That'll so do it. I don't think we're leaving anything out here, are we? I don't think so. I think there's a genuine lack of um there's a genuine lack of execution here in the finale that leaves a sour taste in all of our mouths just feels like yes there's more that could have been done to get us excited to come back i mean extra cast may still continue we don't know gentlemen we don't know but I'm I, Right now, I feel like they could have jacked me up a lot more for what's about to come. I mean, we made a lot of predictions, and it'll be fun to see if they come true or not. But, yeah, kind of, yeah, I feel like... 
no, I, I'm, I'm totally with you, Father Nathan. Yeah, I was left on sort of a soft, middling note. The episode was sloppy. I didn't get as much juicy tidbits as I wanted. I didn't want them to spill the whole beans. Just give me something so I can put my foot down on one side or another of all these predictions that we're making. And then here we go. We get like a nice kind of classic horror movie outro, and then that's that's it. I mean, it's, it's cool like, concept, it's like, but eh. It's like the three of us... We're at a bar, right? And we we're partying it up. That's like season one of Outcast. We were playing pool, having drinks, partying it up. And then the season finale was all three of us walking up to the bar at the end of the night, slamming our hands down and saying, three shots. We're going to end this night well. And the lights come on and they say, sorry, we just did last call 15 minutes ago. You guys got to leave. Yeah. Oh, can we just enjoy our moment? No, I'm sorry. That would be breaking the law. We can't have a shot. You could have shots of water. Uh, but... No. Uh, okay. Well, I guess. Okay, guys. Well, I guess we'll. Do we have a problem here, gentlemen. <laughs> you want to call a cab? Uh. Yeah, and then we walk outside, and uh, pathetically just go home. That's kind of how it felt. Yeah. Well, we catch the altar boy around in the back alley, tonguing some guy's limp dick with his tongue, and then we yeah. go home. Yeah. We have to spritz him with water. Yeah. Yeah. He was outcasting the precom. Okay. Forget it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Father Daniel, um, why don't you lead us in prayer for the season finale? All right, everyone, heads down, hands clasped. Uh, we thank you for what was a relatively entertaining season of Outcast, full of who's its and what's its, and little moments we could sink our teeth into. And I will say some impressively intense and violent scenes, despite being overall a sensation of being stretched out. I feel like we could have compressed this maybe a little bit. I feel like maybe some episodes got chopped into two when they should have been one. That being said, we thank you and we look forward to next season where hopefully we will attain some of these answers that we've long been praying for. Amen. Amen. Well said. Thank you, Father Daniel. And uh, to everyone else, visit us. SadSackStudios.com. Go to the mega feed. There's tons of stuff. Straight Up Our Podcast. 100 Lunatics. Advantage Deuce. <laughs> Advantage Deuce. Exercast. Silver, True detective. Silver Scream. Silver Scream and Strange Company are on the way. We are doing some major uh, R&D. Nice. So that we present you with something top quality, as Sad Psych Studios has been, is, and will be known for. 